Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL Podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. back welcome here's my henschke abbot spray so i was the one which in charge today translated that was of getting <laughs> of getting the bottle all right so abbot sprayer uh, yeah abbot spray i said abbot spray yeah, okay yeah, okay Ravan. 2016 <laughs> am i getting closer you know he's gonna throw that at you <laughs> when, when you when you can speak Four french we oui. english see. and the same amount of vietnamese i do speak and we can compare ourselves. Yeah. So, Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot, I think it's a uh, 24% Merlot. So the rest ca- Cap Sav. But you know what I, I, I really like? What's the first time I've read about this? Is that they mature this 20% of the wine into brand new oak barrel. And 80% of their wine, they matured it into used barrels. French oak barrels, right? So I don't understand why, but it, it was very interesting, you know? So let's try this and then we'll see what um, we think. All right. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Come on. Cheers, the cheers. the colour of it. Okay. All right. That's it. I've done my job. You're going to win a chicken dinner? I've done okay, my job, all, right? They're all pretty good today, but that, that's... I've done my job. Yeah, time. That's a nice bottle of wine. Next bottle is going to be hard for you to beat, mate. If you only come in with bottles that you've won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and you're, yeah, you're on next, man. You're Listen, on next. mate, I was not the first person to bring a bottle that was gifted to me to this podcast. No, Thomas Lohuang. It's a, bo- a bottle, that you've, <laughs> bottle that you've won, I've told yeah, you. Yeah, I won it. That's winner's piss, mate. Hey. <laughs> I thought you might like to try it. It doesn't happen often. Yeah. It, was a, it was a nice drop. It wasn't as good as my Merlot. How good was Awards Not? Yeah, that was good. Different, but yeah, very. I good. loved it. How, Not even how, the different. How good was how it? How forty people made more noise than three hundred. That was amazing. I'd, but just a feeling in the room. Veronique sent out an email the next day and mentioned that you know she'd missed getting together with everyone. I think you could tell that everyone had missed getting together with everyone. Yeah. it was just obviously very underestimated. You don't realise. You take for granted until it's not there. But even as a network, you know, some of the pats on the back and some of the hugs and some of the just good to get around just again. And because of that, everyone got buck wild and had a lot of fun. Lots of pats on the backs and the hugs. And <laughs> but, but no, but seriously, oh, I, got a, I got a bit emotional at one point during the night because I'm just like, how good, how good. Like, we're back. We've missed that for 12 months or yeah, more, more or more. Because even though we, we had leadership recently, we didn't get together like that. Yep. You know, and uh, I just thought, I thought it was bloody brilliant. Yep. Obviously, very disappointed that not everyone could be there. Very disappointed that you didn't get nominated? No, mate, I just know that I was up for every award except I'm your friend, so people would look down on it. So uh, that's, that's all. Um, so so you had the same train of thought that <laughs> I yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, that's, so that's, yeah, that's the whole reason Chris and I didn't yeah, get mentioned the entire night. That, that is not true. Crystal. <laughs> Crystal. I said Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh, yeah. Chris. Because your wife got more nominations than you this year. yeah. She deserved I'm happy it. for her. She deserved I'm it. I'm happy for her. No, actually, you said on the uh, panelists to someone that uh, her name was on the list to just make up the numbers or something. No, no, no. <laughs> We're mixing up names there. Oh, is it? Oh, well, yeah, I, then, Steve to then Steve Thompson lied to me. Steve Thompson lied to me. I'm talking about how good the bloody night was and you've got to drag it down into the gutter. 
But you know, like while it was disappointing that not everyone could be there, you know what? On the flip side, I think there's some part of it was great that it was mostly the leaders and managers because we're the as the heads of the network as such we need to connect before we can connect with anybody else and i thought that it kind of helped i don't mean that to upset yeah. anyone who wasn't there but i think just having that tight-knit group in the in the room and reconnecting was a bloody good thing so yeah. well done to everyone involved yeah, i love the party the after party when you uh, rip your shirt yeah i thought that was good too hey Getting a noise complaint. What do they think we were there we, for? What do you mean the noise complaint? Hey? And then what, what did you do afterwards? You, you just helped, uh, you threw someone in the swimming pool at midnight. I'm here to help. No, the, the, someone wanted to go for a swim. There was yeah. a barrier in our way. Ob- <laughs> obstacle is the way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Kim. What did you think uh, of the joke? I, I thought the that, was, that was gold. Oh, you, it was gold. There was one, listen, I'll, I'll teach you. you. You did okay, but next time you say we broke something, 100% would have believed you. The nine grand fine sort of cast enough yeah, down. Yeah, well, listen, If mate. you had have said we broke the fence, could not have argued you know, with you one bit because I got stuck. Kim, I'll tell you, as soon as Thomas started saying it, I'm going, Cam's involved in this for sure. Mate, Seriously. the shocking thing was the the shocking, most shocking thing about the whole thing was it wasn't me. Like I, yes, I was involved, but I wasn't the main because every time that's that's been thirty eight years of every time a conversation started out that way, Cameron Wilson was the next name read out. So I was like, he's Listen, talking, I, I, and I'm I, like, holy shit, it wasn't me. <laughs> yes, who helped to get in? Me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, but yeah, mate. You're lucky I was there because that girl was going to try and climb uh, steel, <laughs> sharpened steel fence with no help. I and I, and I tried to I talk saw. her out of it. And so I'm the one who got the garbage bin and I'm the one who made it a little bit easier. She still woke up bruised. As, so uh, we told her stories to our girls and uh, so Zoe came up with a nickname, <laughs> Midnight Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was about the time. Oh, well, mate. you know, I, I got Kim going flat out. And then you came up with Kim and tried to change my mind. And I love the character and the principles and the values in Cam. When, yeah, when Cam said... I wasn't halving the bill, mate. I'm, and where does it say? Where does it say they have to pay seven times? That Tell me where there's a right? bill. you got to put a notice on I mean, on. it's <laughs> not written on the rules. I mean, that is great character and values, right? <laughs> what about, what about, I'm sorry, I did the wrong thing. <laughs> okay, I. Uh, what about I was accessories to uh, some kind of uh, no, infraction? I was there to no, help, mate. I'm actually the hero of the story. I, I'm kind of disappointed because when you said there was security footage, it would be the funniest video. The before, the after. Well, I got lost in the garden during a torrential <laughs> downpour and woke up the next morning. It was like I jumped in the pool. So I would love to know where I went. <laughs> But no, I think it was great. I think it was great for the network. I think it was great for all the people involved. There were some some new winners, which I thought was yep. bloody brilliant. Who was some, the new winner? Some great winners on the night. Uh, Sam Newen getting his award, I thought was excellent, considering we know the, the backstory there and, yeah. how, and how hard he's had to fight for yeah. that one. I thought uh, someone's told me it was the second time Cass has won, but I thought she really deserved it for putting up with Sam. And I thought it was her first one. Yeah. So, no, she um, did. Very, she did very well. She did very um, well. Yeah. Yeah, there was a few, and Michael Montez getting sales manager. That was not the first time. I, Michael has won before. It's the first time I was sales involved manager. in the company. Yeah, that, yeah. That it was. Oh, yeah, first time since, since I've been involved. So it would have been some time ago since he won yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. I've been involved in the company, it's only been Kurt or Josh. Even during the COVID, like listening to him talking about his people and 
how he could look after them. And even though I know he's not very good with numbers, uh, like trying to spend time with me on numbers and, and, and seeing like what, how do we design the best package for them? For me, th th there was a lot of things about him, you know, and he was really wearing the cap of manager, of, of leader at the same time, of everything. And uh, of a team player. It, it's just amazing. He's one of those that. guys, he's very unassuming, except when he's rapping Eminem, he's extremely humble. Oh, he kills you. <laughs> he killed, killed you. He Hog killed me. you, mate. Me. Destroy me. But that's, uh, he looks more like him. He is slim shady. <laughs> but he's someone that everyone, I believe, should get around a bit more because I've never left a conversation with him feeling dumber. I can't say the same for you two. But. <laughs> I've Why never, did he ask this guy? I've never left. <laughs> no, honestly, for not wasting oxygen and putting quality into and, and having uh, – you don't always agree. Like, you, you don't always agree, but I've got no doubt. Because I, I said to you, obviously he's doing something right because Preston's were nominated for quite a few awards. Yeah. So the guy's doing something right, and you can tell in very brief conversation. I might have two conversations with him a year, but they're always bloody good ones. So, no, good on him. And um, Yeah, I didn't win anything. So. And Louise Fleming's done uh, – yeah. Very well with her first award ever. Port, massive improvement. I, I said to them, I think Singapore was a turning point for them, wasn't it? I think Steve's setting a good example with uh, bringing his, a lot of his team members along to the conferences and then getting them to put a lot more into it after hours and, and really absorbing a lot more. Yeah, but Lou, I, you can't take away from what Lou's done. No, herself, no, no, you know, no, not at all. Not at all, absolutely. Um, you know, leaps and bounds. So, no, good honour. Her speech right at the end of the night was one to remember. Not the, oh. not the official award speech. Oh, did you see that speech? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> oh no! I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, no. I couldn't stop laughing. But it wasn't her. Is it something else? But it was the most inappropriate <laughs> laugh at the most inappropriate <laughs> time. Everyone's going shut up! Shut and up. I, couldn't get, I couldn't get it back, and I'm like, she's going to stab me with something if. Uh, but, you know, hats off because I'm looking around the room the next day and there was a few sore heads, mine included, and I'm looking at Lou trying hey, to engage right from across the room. Oh, I'm no like, problem. I had to grab her at one break. I'm like, you were all right? She goes, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, no. Nah, good job. Good job head office picking the awards too because, I don't know, is it the first year ever that the broader network hasn't had an input into the nominees? And yeah, 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 it is the first time ever. Which, yeah, hence why we didn't get nominated, mate, because mm. the people love us, but clearly not. Right. I, I told you already in the seminar, I did not want people to feel jealous because you two were so <laughs> we close. We would have bought our, we bought our, uh, <laughs> with, you know, he felt obliged <laughs> to give us a nomination. Someone heard, oh, I think it was Charlotte said earlier that they're worried about us winning the trivia because me and Joel were sitting next to each other and there was some sort of, it's not our fault, we're fucking geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time for everything, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, uh, well, well. How did you go about a big, big boss man? How did you find the kickstart? And I think everyone in the room felt when you brought out the spreadsheet and we spent two yeah. hours on that. You, you felt the same thing that everyone else in the, yeah. the room went. It was like a massive fucking light bulb went yeah. off, which isn't bad after twelve years of trying to tell <laughs> people. <laughs> Usually, there's a grey. So like, like the feeling's a little bit grey after that. You, afterwards, you know, some people have started understanding. The other ones, oh, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. And it's really a grey sort of unsure feeling. This year, yeah. I think majority of the people were switching. They got it. They got it straight away. It was yeah. Blue Mountains two years ago that you brought out that spreadsheet for the first time, and you saw this time around how little people picked up of it last time. But this time, I don't know how or why or what. But um, 
Blue Mountains two years ago, we didn't sit down, have the spreadsheet open in front of us and go through. Didn't have it on the computer. Yeah, we had it up on the screen. Yeah, and, and we didn't and go. And I think hands-on learning, uh, you know, that one-on-one -on -one learning, doing it yourself really puts A with B to equal C, so to speak. Yeah. So that made a huge difference for a lot of people. People learn differently, right? We all learn different ways and uh, different paces, but I think that turned the, you know, that switch for a lot of people, which was fantastic. Question for you, and maybe it's because we've been to more of them, but both with leadership this just gone in and kickstart this gone, haven't left, and I don't know about you, Crusoe, but haven't left each day feeling completely mind-fucked. Have you made a conscious effort to make the information less intense or... Because it, it, I've had conversations with quite a few people who have felt the same way. You know, we used to... It was only Fiji a couple of years ago. I left completely <laughs> fucking brain scrambled. Couldn't talk, didn't know my own name. No, but um, I understood too. I mean, there's two ways you can sell good seminars. Like, if you stuff them up on day one, you can sell them rubbish on day two and day three. There's no problem. <laughs> But leadership, <laughs> leadership was the same. I felt there was more clicks in the room, but I also left the days not feeling completely yeah. drained, like completely. Maybe I matured. Maybe I matured. Maybe I just understood the need to just give bigger picture. So it has been a conscious too effort. much detail. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Is it just people getting better? Or is it you changing? Yeah. I mean, you have a look. We we did one page in two hours. I mean, since when have I ever done one page covered one page yeah. in two hours? Yeah. Do you reckon you got more value out of that two hours? Oh, absolutely. Oh, listen, yeah. that's when I went. Oh, Bing, Bing. I mean, from the front, I could see Bing, and every time I walked around tables, like I could feel the Bing, Bing, Bing. So good news, people. From here on in, the manuals are going to be ten pages <laughs> long. <laughs> I think. I, I, personally, I think that ten pages going to be too long <laughs> <laughs> 10 times 2 that's 20 hours mate <laughs> that's 20 hours of content <laughs> you know I think the did you feel the same mate the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was about to say, I think that the intensity wasn't as high uh, when we did it in the Hunter Valley the, the leadership conference in the Hunter Valley wasn't in, as intense so we weren't pushed to get through so many pages I think a lot of people failed to go back and read that immaterial to take it in Okay. Um, having that break with having Mark to come and have a chat with us and to go out and do that the fun activity at the winery and so forth, I think that put a new light on a lot of things and made, I think everyone being able to absorb the information a little bit better, giving that time to breathe and absorb it. So for me, that was fantastic. Because I know in a few conferences, Fiji was one of them. Uh, Singapore, the heart conference was <laughs> oh, another Singapore one. Was a for fuck, me, yeah. for me, was my first one, which was Langkawi. I walked out going, "What the fuck?" And seriously, I remember speaking to Troy at dinner on the Monday night, and Troy's going, "How do you find it? You know, it's your first seminar." I'm going, "Mate, I don't know where to start." And Troy, and I never forget his words, mate. Troy said to me, he "Goes, and I'd never heard this expression before." And we're talking Troy How, Troy How from uh, Westbury Peninsula. Right. He yep. says to me. It's how do you eat an ele elephant? Oh, I never heard that before. With a knife and fork? <laughs> I don't know. Slow roasted? Oh, I don't know. How do you eat an elephant? He goes, one bite at a time. He goes, mate, don't don't think you need to know it all now. Just take your time. Reread, regurgitate, take the information in a couple of times. He goes, you'll get there. My first one was Port Douglas. I remember that. And the line that kept reappearing was, don't worry, mate, he does that to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, mate. He does <laughs> that to everybody. Port Douglas is a good one. But that, yeah, but that was the first time because there was, I reckon, there was fifty pages probably of spreadsheets in the in the Port Douglas manual. 
and I was like, there was Ravans everywhere, mate. I didn't understand a <laughs> fucking word of it. <laughs> you know, you, you, can see, you can see that people, when it comes to spreadsheet and numbers, they just, they get this blank look on their face. They start yawning. <laughs> they get this glazed look in their eyes. They start to nod off. You know, so what, what you got to be careful of, big man, is if, if it gets, if the intensity drops too much and people think, oh, I can stay out for an extra two hours tonight because tomorrow's not going to be as bad. You know they're going to stay out for an extra Two like, hours. A, like a Martinezzi or a... Uh, the, the, uh, well, no, there were some people who didn't give a shit anyway. And had the, the Martinezzi, I don't think, slept for more than two hours Eric during Canel- Thailand. Eric but but uh, there's some people that won't phase, but there are some people who go to bed a little bit early just knowing that the next day is going to be tough. But, so if now the next day isn't going to be as tough, we're going to have a lot more noise complaints, get, brother. You know what, I'm, I'm getting to a point now where I know when to say goodnight. I mean, even at the kickstart, we're all in the pool room and there was quite a few bottles set aside. Uh, I won't tell you how I got there, but uh, there was quite a few <laughs> bottles of wine set aside. I got to a point where I, I've got to go or it's going to get start getting messy. I just had to say goodnight. It was like... I realised it was time to go when everyone else was in bed. <laughs> <laughs> you mean when you were lost in the garden yeah. and it was raining? <laughs> I couldn't find anyone. It was time to go. Where's my room? <laughs> I don't mean to be the last one every time. Yeah. <laughs> Is, is, it, is it when uh, you were playing uh, pool and you sang the last ball and you realise no one was in the room? <laughs> no, no, I won. <laughs> He's been playing against himself for the last two hours. Oh, mate. But, uh, mate. Listen, I hate people feeling like they're being robbed. When we run a seminar, I just want people to get way more than what they came for. But then this year, for me, I, I understood Kickstart this year. We have to just get people doing it. And I, I decided in November, stop giving people more. Just get them to do something. the basics. The, just the basics. And so that's, hence, if you heard me at the beginning of the seminar, I said, it's going to be very basic. We're going to go back just to the basics. But I'm going to make sure everyone got the basics. And when I saw people having those light bulb moments, oh, man, that made my day. Because now I know. 2021, we find. That, hence, I, I think it was a big success. To, to me, it was my, probably, as far as I can remember, because th- there might have been better ones, but I have forgotten. But as far as can, I can remember, probably the best Kickstarter I ever had. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. best one I've been to. I can remember one other Kickstarter that you got us in uh, groups and we're giving feedback through one-on-ones from the managers to the staff. Yeah. I remember that exercise being extremely useful. Um, seeing other how other managers and leaders give their staff feedback. Yeah. So I thought that was absolutely fantastic. But as far as, yeah, absolute light bulb moments, people understanding and walking out, not looking dazed and bedazzled, yeah. absolutely. I think that was, yeah. that was a great kickstart. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about it today, and it's a sad thing, but we learned, we saw that on the social media this morning, our mate, Jason Montes, yeah. uh, lost his spouse, uh, Giovanna, this morning at around 2 o'clock at the age of 36. And she leaves behind uh, beautiful Laura. And she's three years old. I, I think that that really uh, is something that, even though I've been running a um, third day of recruit training all day, I, I couldn't help but just think about all this all the time. Is that, you know, sometimes we, we live through life as if the need of the moment is so, so important. The need to pursue the goal and the target for the month and 
winning the next award and so important that we actually forget that life passed by never comes back that lives actually get you to to go through some of these things without you even questioning it and w- the day that you questioning it might be too late you know and so it's it's a tough day today for all of us because there's one thing about us at Wisebury we do a lot of things together and we genuinely know a lot of things about each other yeah. I, I say to a lot of leaders you know I, I defy you to just find out if the franchisor knows the name of all your leaders all the leaders they have in their uh, network that's it because I will tell you all the name of the leaders and their spouse and in many cases even the children and I think that when we know that even a spouse gone at the young age of 36 we we heard she she may not be a, a a leader in organization she's a spouse of one of our leaders and um at a young age like this it, it's 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 very sad absolutely mm. it's a total loss um it's a blessing to know that Jason's got such a strong family around him yeah that's that's a that's a great thing no one should have to go through that and our, our thoughts of with Jason and his family yeah, absolutely on a brighter note what's been happening what what's the news that you guys want to share <laughs> what do you know, do you know? Uh, from the fake news or the real news that we need to know the trump should be locked up uh, i don't know how many other i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm a bit sad about trump because when trump was <laughs> When Trump was around oh, I cannot I, keep up bro. When Trump was when Trump was around I was watching the news all the time trying to find out right how is he going to get out of this and how is he going to do this and now the news is so boring. You know you, you switch on CNN and you go no I don't want to see it you switch on Fox and it's like no I don't want to follow this there's nothing else so I've gone back to Carl's Stefanovic and, <laughs> and put up There's nothing him. interesting yeah. going on. Although I if we rewind it back a few podcasts ago and I talked about how many tennis players get hurt because of the isolation they've been in there's a lot of tennis players getting hurt in Australian Open mate so I was right I'm just going to throw that out there a lot of injuries but it's been very shit news there's no good news going on is there can I ask though news in general is it good generally news that they're reporting is a good Uh, I used to think you had to watch it to have an awareness of what was going on around you because ignorance might be bliss but it's also ignorance you know but yeah, news you, is always you talk about you can talk about the same idiots over and over and over again the moron that's running Queensland the moron that's running Western Australia the, we can go over you know the, the they snuck in last week all the rules and protocols they're getting ready to put in place if we don't get What's the, the vaccine? I was going to say anesthetic, but it's probably not <laughs> probably not anesthetic. The vaccine, there's all that rubbish going on, but I think it's focusing on your own little bubble. I don't know. I don't know. I I just I'm it, non-plus is And you know me guys, yeah. I actually don't I don't watch news, I don't listen to news. For the fact that many years ago I realized it's all it's all negative. There's very very minute proportion of news that's positive. And could say I live in a bubble, happy to do it. Because I just want to stay away from that. Well, it's just you know, it's putting things in perspective. Who cares? And then <laughs> you know, we've had an event today that reminds you about who cares. And then you know, I've had a, another one two weeks ago that reminds you that it's just more important things in life. Yeah, so, that's the more important. Life, life is short, and there's more important in life. 
more important. No, it's boring. We can't have a laugh about it as much. But I, have you had anything in the last two weeks that's worth bashing people's ears with? I don't know. Uh, what, in the news? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's plenty. There's a fact that uh, for the moment you have the elderly uh, still not being taken care of. I still believe that um, the what's coming out now, even with the vaccine, for example, is how rich country can afford the vaccine, but poor countries won't. And how the uh, uh, EU, yes. the Europeans are, are trying, trying to, to play it. the mafias with the uh, their vaccine. I, I think that when, do you know we spoke about how COVID brought out the worst in people and selfishness, mm. and here is the EU trying to be the one saying, and you Trump doing the bad things, and you Trump uh, right uh, are destabilizing the world, and now they're the one saying. Maybe we will block the the numbers of vaccine into Australia. Come on, yeah, taking control of the exports. Uh, this is ridiculous. I, I think that these are some of the things that people need to stand up for. I mean, Myanmar. You, you yeah, talk about Myanmar. this. I mean, what 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 is this? I mean, how how can you just walk up and uh, and and being the uh, a general therefore change the rules? Mm. And these are the things. Leader uh, there was a Nobel Peace Prize winner. In the yeah, military's come and arrested her. There was an Australian journalist gone in um, China a couple of days ago. There's the guy. What country was the gentleman in the scientist that got arrested too? Was he China as well? There's another. Yeah, there's all sorts. Of, but, but what do we do, TL? This is why. This is why the smarter minds are always quiet, you know, because I just you look at it and you go, "What the fuck can we do about the EU?" It's just keeps happening in different. There's pretty much the same uh, recipe for every everything we've complained about or, or ranted about on here. It's the same recipe. It's just a different. No, we we I don't I don't think we rant. I think that we've got uh, zero voice to rant. We just want to let people know, and then people can let other people know. I think that a, a ripple can conquer the world, but the ripple has to start with a stone throw, and what we're doing is just a stone throw, right? So. All of these things around the world, it's, that's not really the best. I mean, you have a look, I spoke to mum and dad the other day in Belgium, and they're still waiting. They're not going to get the, the vaccine yet because for the moment the nurse have got it. Then apparently afterwards the police is going to get it. Then afterwards we're going to talk. Prince Charles got it today, mate. Prince Charles and Camilla, so that's the important thing. <laughs> We're safe. The monarchy will be restored. <laughs> so, so, so here, but because uh, since uh, Donald Trump's gone and the news gone bad, I, I, I would like to ask you guys something else. Okay, yeah. What is that one thing that you guys have done w with your children or with your family that has made a difference in the last few weeks? You know what? We've started playing board games. Yeah. Something that we don't do enough of. Yeah, we played charades the other day. A simple game of charades. It was so much fun. We played Scrabble. Just simple board games with the kids. That's the four of us. So much fun. Simple, cheap, but it's time away from technology, time away from TV, time away from the hustle and bustle. It's a bit of time out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, one of the things that we've been doing is, uh, going back to Giovanna, we've been sharing that with our kids. So we've been talking about uh, the, the journey, the journey for her being there and, and what's happened. I think mainly because... We made a concerted effort not to cocoon them into a world that is maybe plasticky. Absolutely. That they know the reality of the world and how it's really happening and, and how it's transpiring. And we really try and share it with them. And, and, and this morning they woke up at five and 
thank God for me, Michael had sent me a 240 uh, message. And so I, I told the girl, and, and you could see the girls sat down and reflected. You know, they, they just w- woken up and they were about going about their days busy as if like, you know, it's a normal thing. And I, I, when I said that, they stopped. They started doing things a little bit different. And I think that most of us really live life as robots. We do things because that's what we did last week and that's what we did yesterday. But we never reflected that our husband, our wife, our child at any point in time could actually disappear. Yep. Mm. What is it that we're doing between this time and then? And, and, and so for the kids, it's been, it's been big. I mean, as soon as I got the news, I obviously sent it to Alex and Charlotte as well. And, and I let them know. But I, I couldn't let many people know until Jason like, announced it on social media because I wanted to respect his privacy. But he did. That's when I, I let everyone know. But for our children, I, I mean, I think that maybe that was a gift that Giovanna gave all of my family is that to take that time to reflect on the fact that, you know, stop living the busyness of life like a robot. Start living the busyness of life one moment at a time yep. because it could be that last moment. It could be that most important moment. And I, I thought, for the, especially the twins, like the, the, the two elders, they didn't want to say much. I, I know that Charlotte had her own cry in your corner. Fernick had her own. But for the twins, it was big. Mm. And, and, and so I re- was re- even reflecting was when, when I was doing the uh, recruit training here is there's really three parts of life, isn't it? It's that part of life for all of us when we celebrate everything, every birthday. Then there's a part of life when we just celebrate our individuality, we, we achieve things. And then there's that next part of life when we're saying goodbye to everyone. And finally, everyone says goodbye to us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a big lesson I, we, we, we had over the last few days. Yeah, un- unfortunately, mine's somewhat similar. We had a death in the family in the last couple of weeks. and That was uh, Crystal's granddad? Crystal's grandfather. Yeah. And, and it wasn't actually until the funeral that I realised the gravity of it. He was he was a great man who was very, very, very close to the entire family. And up until that point, I'd had a little bit of trouble understanding the extent of the grief that was around. And it's the first time that we've had, since the kids have been old enough to understand, a, a death in the family. So as a parent, it was the first time I've had to sit down with the kids and, and talk to them about someone passing, someone yeah. that they knew. And I didn't know... There's no fucking books. Well, there probably is books written, but I haven't read them. I didn't know. Yeah, there's plenty of them, man. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it tells me how much you read, bro. <laughs> well, it's not a subject I seek out. But uh, but it's a very good subject that tells you that life is finite. Absolutely. Yeah, but in trying to have that conversation with a nine-year-old and a five-year-old and, and trying to do it right because something stuck in my head about what happened when we were at leadership with the guinea pigs at home and the, the thought you put into how you dealt with that with the, with the girls and... So I tried to do my own version of that. Yeah. and Yeah, so it was two weeks of a new experience and, and learning and uh, we've gone through that as a family. So unfortunately not on the best note, but I think we've all learned a lot out of the last yeah. couple of weeks for sure and certain. It's, it's so. a funny how there's so many more lessons out of adversity, isn't it? <sighs> it's almost sad in a way that sometimes death teaches us more than life. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. We, we learned, that's why I asked about Ayrton earlier. Did we learn more after he was gone or, or while he was alive? Mate, I can tell you, mate, uh, after Ayrton's death, I was in mourning for a month. Mm. I, I did not really want to enjoy life or talk about it. And I was still a very young kid. But the guy had such a belief about <laughs> what he was going to achieve and do. 
that he actually shaped my life. Mm. That, you know, even today with the things that I do, I, I know exactly what I want to achieve. And, and whether I go to my deathbed fulfilling it, not fulfilling it, that's not the point. Mm. I know what I'm doing. And I think that that's the bit. Mm. So adversity, as far as they can really make us cry, they, they really got a silver lining. Anyway, boys, I think that uh, on that today, I, I understand it may be a bit sad, but we, we've lost a, a friend. We've lost a wife of a very good friend, a yeah. very close person to our yeah. family. And, and I think it is just worth the time to take, a, I don't know, a moment just to, to think of them, to let them know that we're here, to let them know that we care, to let them know that maybe our words are not powerful enough to mend their wounds or, or heal their pain, but that hopefully our presence at some stage will be able to bridge the gap between their pain and their future. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Thanks very much for today. Thanks, Chief. Let's talk soon. Cheers, guys. Peace.